Caleb Stryker struggled to get his breathing under control as he peered through his rifle's scope. The man pursuing him was as unrelenting as the pain associated with the needed root canal, and Stryker had spent the better part of six hours lumbering through the flat, featureless land to the west of the Cedar Breaks, just outside Austin, Texas. He was not built for running, nor was he accustomed to it. He was a sledgehammer of a man who stood six feet five inches tall and weighed 240 pounds. His body consisted of bones and layer after layer of lean, tough muscle. The sun beat down on his back as he continued to take deep breaths. His shirt was stained white with sweat residue that dried almost as it formed, and he repeatedly wiped his forehead with the back of his hand. This time of year, in this part of Texas, the heat was bad, worse, or unbearable. It was well into the last category. As the sun moved higher, the shadows around him grew shorter. He was lying in the dust under the concealment of a scrub cedar, hoping the man would appear soon so he could kill him, find more water, and get back to his jeep. There was no question the man had to die. The relentlessness of his pursuit convinced Stryker he couldn't leave him alive. Who the hell is this guy? He muttered to himself with a tinge of admiration in his voice. The chase had begun at a house he was searching for trade goods. He traveled light when he scavenged, wearing desert ops boots, tactical pants, and a t-shirt covered by a combat vest. His weapons were a Springfield XD-45 and his M4A1 that he liberated from the Marine Corps when he left Camp Pendleton after the plague swept over the country like a tidal wave, killing almost everyone. He also carried spare mags, a personal water filter, a canteen, and a pilot survival knife. His cell phone was tucked into the vest. It hadn't rung in years, but every so often he would look at it and find it was still receiving signals. He stood up, hidden behind an outbuilding, and quickly glanced at the clearing in which the house sat. After ducking back behind the cover of the building, he examined the mental photograph he took with the glance. The house was built of red brick and was the standard cookie-cutter, ranch-style home found throughout the state. The clearing where it stood was large and an ancient green Ford pickup sat beside the home. A window on the north side of the house was open, with a faded paisley drape puffing out with the light breeze. The gravel driveway stopped at the side of the house, and the yard was filled with weeds. There were no flowers or plants of any description save the grass and weeds. He zoomed to the center of his mental image and concluded there was nowhere on the front porch to hide a house key, and that the occupant is or was a single man. The weeds and lack of a garden or flowers all pointed to that conclusion. He decided the house was likely empty. He also saw the front door was made of metal and was likely more sturdy than the back door. He again examined the image and noted a dilapidated barn with peeling red paint, a tool shed to the north of the barn, and a Quonset-style building that was open on the end facing him with a John Deere tractor parked inside. Two paths snaked across the yard shallow, narrow pathways where the grass and weeds were flat and faded in color. One led from the front of the house to the barn and the other to the Quonset hut. He concluded that someone lived here until recently, as the paths through the yard would disappear in one season. Decision Time Life is full of options, and they present themselves every minute of every waking moment. Stryker had long been processing them constantly without a second thought. It was part of him that seemed to work by itself, almost like a parallel computer processor.
Weighing and evaluating each choice with care was something he never stopped doing. One choice made, by definition, changed the options that presented themselves in the wake of the first decision. If you pick path A, you will not be confronted with the same options as you would if you selected path B. Some choices open new opportunities and risks, while others might further limit your options going forward. The choice Stryker faced now was a binary one. Go in or leave. Opportunity or risk. He chose to go in and approach the back of the house after clearing the outbuildings. The back door was made of wood and looked flimsy, so he approached it slowly as the boards of the porch whined under his weight. He took one long stride and kicked the door next to the handle, then entered the kitchen, gun up, after catching the rebounding door with his free hand. He stood completely still, listening for any noise that would indicate any living presence in the house.